your boy DM3, and you're listening to Pandemonium with Mike Lindsley on the Buffalo Bills, exclusively on the Built to Buffalo Podcast Network. Bills Mafia, away we go. I'm Mike Lindsley, your host of the Pandemonium Podcast here on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Hey, make sure you subscribe, uh, download, rate, and review uh, the network and catch all of our shows. We're pumping out seven days a week of Buffalo Bills content, man. Morning, noon, and night. Audio, video, articles at builtinbuffalonews.com. Make sure you follow us on all the platforms, including Twitter at built in Buffalo underscore and subscribe to our YouTube page. We just hit 60,000 on the Facebook side of things. So keep it going, keep it growing. Uh, really appreciate all the support and listens. And uh, of course, um, you can get me on Twitter as well at Mike L sports. Now it's just me during this show today. So I hope you enjoyed. I hope you don't, I, I don't bore you too bad. Uh, usually I get a guest on e- each and every week. Last week I had Tyler Dunn on what an interview that was the uh, author of The Blood and Guts, of course, the co-founder of uh, Go Long and uh, GoLongTD.com for your subscription. But um, I just finished that book last night. It was amazing. And I wanted to get to three things in this podcast. First of all, and I know there's Green Bay coming up on Sunday. I know there was a bye week. I know people are breaking certain things down. But um, I-, I wanted to get into Dawson Knox a little bit more with The Blood and Guts topic and book with Tyler last week. There are certain guys who kind of brought this position back to life from uh, an entertainment standpoint, from a toughness standpoint, um, you know, from a blocking standpoint. Um, the position, as the game became more offensive, um, you know, kind of had tight ends going out in wide receiver roles and just kind of running routes like a WR. And if you're a TE and you know going back to Ditka and Mackey, and, 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 you know, guys who came along way later uh, than that, the Jimmy Grahams, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Jeremy Shockey, um, those kind of guys, uh, you know, those guys got down and dirty. And I think, I think that after talking with Tyler and reading the book, I think that Dawson Knox is going to be a guy who wants to get down and dirty and be a complete tight end. You know, the, the the guy in today's day and age that seems to be, I mean, Travis Kelsey's pretty all-around-ish, I guess. Um, and he's, you know, pretty pretty balanced in terms of his, his overall game, you know, as far as catching balls and blocking and, you know, doing all the, the little things as well that don't show up in the box score. But the book ended with George Kittle, and it ended with, you know, his dad, um, you know, who played at Iowa and, and Kittle goes to Iowa eventually and, uh, basically listened to 70,000 screaming fans at Camp Randall in Wisconsin, you know, underneath the bleachers when he was a baby, basically, he was born into the big town. He was born into football and it was between Wisconsin and Iowa for the longest time. And then it ended up being Iowa and the track record there with Kirk Ferentz and company, Mm -hmm. uh, got the job done. And now George Kittle's in the NFL and you just really wonder with Dawson Knox, um, can he become kind of like a George Kittle, right? Can he can he be a dominating tight end and can he be a guy who gets down and dirty and and you know makes his blocks, runs whatever route he wants, you know, uh it, it, it is super nimble and quick. Um you know, you can put him on either side of the offensive line. You can do a lot of different things with the guy. You could maybe, you know, run him across the middle here and there. 
Um, and look, Kittle's not having that great of a year uh, right now. Um, you know, he's he's struggled uh, for for the most part. Um, 28 yards, 24, 47, 83, you know, 98 yards against the Chiefs was his best game of the year, and he caught his only touchdown. So he, he hasn't really gotten a lot of, I think, targets um, in a lot of these games, which I, I can't figure out. I, I mean, I know there's only one pigskin to kind of share the wealth, but, um, you know, that's kind of what is happening in Buffalo as well. I mean, when you've got Davis and you've got Diggs and you've got, you know, the slot guys and you've got, you know, the, the running backs to dump it off to, when you, when you have Josh Allen, um, you know, surveying the field and looking at everybody, um, you know, it's hard to get Dawson Knox 10 to 15 targets a game, just like it is for Kyle Shanahan's offense, but you just kind of have to make it happen. And I think Dawson Knox with that game winner in Kansas City, um, you know, when you look at that aspect of his game, him running the routes, the chemistry with Allen, they just signed him to a long-term deal, um, you know, and his ability and want to block and to be an all-around tight end, I think is it really bodes well for the Bills. And I think that Dawson Knox is potentially a tight end superstar in this league, potentially. Um, you know, George Kittle has battled some injuries. We, we know that health is absolutely key in this sport. It's A number one. You know, staying healthy is the most important thing. Uh, we've seen the Bills battle plenty of those injuries this year. Um, but Kittle is a guy who I think, you know, he'll probably turn it around here a little bit, right? I mean, you know, this is a 3-4 and four team that just got shellacked by Kansas City. Uh, but the 49ers, I still think, are a pretty good team. It's just they don't really have an elite quarterback, and that might cost them uh, down the line. But if Dawson Knox had to model himself after any tight end, it's easy to say Travis Kelsey, but I think because of styles, I think Kittle is the one. You know, I think Kittle, with his athletic ability, uh, his size, you know, uh, his brute strength, uh, 6'4", 250. I mean, the, 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 the look in the comparison, you know, they're both there. And I think if George Kittle, um, you know, if Dawson Knox can become, you know, quite a bit of George Kittle, uh, I, I think that the Bills are going to be pretty happy with that. Um, but, but Knox, again, does look like he wants to get down and dirty. And, uh, and be an old-school tight end with, with the modern traits and the modern, um, you know, route running and all that, I, I think that that is something that really bodes well for Buffalo. And I hope that Dawson Knox now is on the complete and utter incline for this season. He's gone through a, a, a horrible, horrible, horrible time, you know, lo- losing his brother. He's a guy we're all rooting for. And um, after reading The Blood and Guts, I was like, man, you know, Dawson Knox, you know, could you imagine if he turned out to be, you know, a bonafide superstar, you know, in this league, you know, being a Waller, being a Kelsey, being a Kittle, um, you know, being those kind of guys. Because, like, Kyle Pitts is a wonderful player. I mean, I think last year when he was a rookie, he had an 1,000-yard campaign, doesn't have an elite guy to throw him the football, um, didn't last year, doesn't this year. Uh, he's a special talent. You can put him everywhere. Uh, you can put him at the tight end spot. You can run him on the outside on the boundaries. I mean, you can do a lot with him. But Kyle Pitts doesn't get down and dirty necessarily. I think Dawson Knox gets down and dirty. Dawson Knox wants to throw those blocks. He wants to throw those haymakers on the left and right side and free up uh, running backs and or Josh Allen. And so um, I think that's a good thing for the Buffalo Bills. All right, let's chat a little bit about this Green Bay game. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers said at the microphone, and boy, is Green Bay really, really scuffling right now. I mean, this is not a good football team. Aaron Rodgers, I know they had the drop. I know Lazard had a huge drop against the Commanders last week. But this Packer team, 
from one side to the other and everybody in between, they are not a good football team. Aaron Rodgers looks awful. Uh, makes a couple throws here and there, and again, when he does, his guys drop it, and I get that. you got to catch it. you got to hang on to it. But you wonder at this point, you know, just run A.J. Dillon more, right? Like get him the ball over and over again. Uh, you know, I think that they could utilize certainly a lot more screens. Um, they they just they, I don't know. I, they they are so not with it. Um, all the chemistry, and I guess when you lose Devontae Adams, this can happen to you. But a lot of the chemistry that Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers had, you know, for a long period of time. Um, they don't seem to have that right now. And Aaron Rodgers went in front of the media after the loss of the Commanders and said, well, maybe this is just what we want, right? This is this is perfect for us, and I'm paraphrasing. But, you know, hey, th- 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 this is what we want. You know, nobody's going to expect us to win this Sunday. So, well, I mean, what you want? I mean, you're 3-4. and four. I don't think you want that. Um, is it what you want to go into Buffalo and play one of the best teams in the league? Uh, with a chance to kind of turn your season around, uh, okay. Uh, you know, it, I think if they were five and two, um, it, it, it'd be a little bit different. You know, but this is a Packer team that's really, really, really struggling right now. And you know, I thought their defense was going to be better. They're not. Um, they have trouble on third downs. The Bills' offense is pretty solid at third down, right? Um, and you know, I, I mean, I think they need to go get somebody. I, I don't know who that person is. I don't know if it's Odell uh, Beckham Jr. I don't know if it's somebody. Uh, Robbie Anderson maybe could have helped him. Um, he was on the market after maybe even before, you know, uh, his tirade on the sideline with the, the assistant coach there. Uh, perhaps he was available, could have gotten him. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, the, the, the Panthers have been fire selling. Um, you know, maybe you go that route. Maybe you try to go get somebody else somewhere. But um, this Packer team is not good. They're not good right now. They look out of sorts. Um, they've been brutal on defense, brutal on special teams, two areas that I thought would, would be real strengths for them this year. Um, and you know what? If you're going to blame in the NFL, if you're going to give all the credit to the quarterback when you win and you look great and all the rest, guess what? You got to give a little bit of blame when they're, when, when they're struggling and not, and not playing well. And Aaron Rodgers, despite having 1,597 yards and 11 touchdowns, he has three horrible interceptions. He's taken 15 sacks. And again, I know his O-line has been brutal. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, when the, 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 the stage is the biggest in that specific game, he has folded like a cheap tent. He has been terrible. Um, A.J. Dillon has only gotten 77 carries this year. I feel like that's not enough. I mean, you played seven games. That's 11 carries a game. I feel like A.J. Dillon should be closer to 15, 20 carries a game. You know, I'm not saying 30, 40. I'm not saying run him like Earl Campbell. I'm not saying run him like Marion Motley or Emmett Smith. Right? But run A.J. Dillon, I would say, 15 times. Um, Aaron Jones has two, one more attempt than that, but he has 131 more yards. He's a little bit more elusive. Uh, you know, The Packers, they have trouble getting into the red zone. Then when they get there, they don't really close a lot of the times. Uh, so this is just a team that's not playing well. And now they have to go on the road and face this Bills team that is rested, um, you know, certainly healing probably a bunch of wounds last week during the bye, um, and, and then some this week. 
Uh, the Bills are going to have a lot more nights in their beds, you know, sleeping in their beds the next uh, several weeks here. I mean, when you when you start looking at the schedule, the Bills have been on the road a lot. I mean, at Rams, at Ravens, at Dolphins, at Chiefs, right? Like, eh, they, they've been on the road a lot. And so the Bills are going to have an opportunity to go home and, um, you know, hopefully go on a run here, you know? And Rodgers just doesn't look right. Um, I look at the defense of the Bills against the offensive line of the Packers, and it could get really, really ugly. It could get super, super ugly. Because, listen, when you look at the offensive line and they have to go up against – and again, this is an O-line that has not been able to provide holes for the running backs consistently. They haven't been able to provide protection consistently for Rodgers. Uh, when they have, Rodgers has been the one who slipped up and all the rest. Then when Rodgers throws the ball, the receiver drops. I mean, it's like all the dominoes just keep falling and falling, right? Like one leads to the next, leads to the next. They have so many problems on this football team. Um, but I just think about that offensive line, and I'm like, ooh, you know, good luck guarding Von Miller. Good luck guarding Gregory Rousseau. You know, good luck guarding a blitzing Tremaine Edmonds. Good luck guarding uh, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, Tim Settle, right? Like Daquan Jones, you know, good luck. You know, and I think in the what's great for the Bills right now is that because they had a bye week, you have the secondary that should be really the most rested and together they've been all year. Now, granted, that's also without Micah Hyde, who's gone for the year, and I understand that. But the guys they have in there now, I mean, I'm talking Jordan Poyer, I'm talking Jaquan Johnson, I'm talking DeMar Hamlin, I'm talking Dane Jackson, uh, Trey White will probably be back relatively soon, uh, maybe in, 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 in week eight, um, uh, week nine, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, we'll continue to monitor that, but the Bills secondary, healthy, productive, right, bye week and rested, and playing really, I think, a high-end level of football. I mean, Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford, two rookies, right? Um, you know, you can tell Frazier and McDermott really know their you-know-what when it comes down to secondary play and defensive backs and all the rest. Um, you know, and then you look at the the middle. I mean, Edmonds and Milano are playing their best football of their careers. Uh, Edmonds is probably going to command a pretty penny at the end of the year, so that'll be a fascinating thing to watch. And then I already mentioned all the guys up front, you know, the Bills can toy with offensive lines, and they can toy with elite quarterbacks. Even they can toy with, um, you know, teams up front because they're they're just they're that good. And Von Miller was a, a one man wrecking crew at Kansas City. I mean, he was the a number one difference. Getting to Patrick Mahomes, couple of sacks, all the pushes, all the hurries, all the um, you know all the quarterback hits, um, you know, leading to the last interception, of course, uh, by Taron Johnson, who just has a knack for big picks. Right, remember his. Pick six against Baltimore in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Now this one in Kansas City. I mean, this defense right now, and there's another guy. I mean, I just went through the whole secondary a minute ago and didn't even bring him up. I mean, he's probably the best slot corner in the NFL, and he's certainly playing the best football of his early career. So um, the defense, to me, is where things could get really, really, really ugly for Green Bay. Um, I still think that there's a lot there for the Packer defense. I just think they haven't figured it out yet. I mean, they have to soon figure it out, right? Um, there's a couple things they have going for them, though. 
Uh, number one is the NFC is a weak, weak, weak conference with a lot of mediocre, you know, to below average garbage uh, in it. Um, you know, Tampa, it doesn't look good. 49ers don't look good. Um, you know, you've had the surprising Giants. You got the Eagles in the East. Okay, great. I feel like the Giants will probably come back to earth a little bit at some point. I know the Packers have to contend with the Minnesota Vikings, um, but the whole NFC South just isn't very good. The NFC West, the Rams have come back a little bit. We'll see what they do coming off the bye week this week. Um, you know, 49ers, I mentioned Cardinals are no good. Uh, Seahawks are a surprise team, but yet they're only one game over 500, so let's not get carried away. My point is Green Bay, you know, they have 10 games left. And there's plenty of time to get this thing, you know, in the right direction. Um, if they can't do it against Buffalo, a 3-5 and five record, whew, I mean, you know, you're going to have to go on a run here a little bit, right? Um, still plenty of winnable games on the schedule. Um, but man, Green Bay, I think on defense, uh, they, they, they do have, I mean, the two things they have going for them, one, the NFC is super, super weak, as I just mentioned. And then number two is, you know, they've got number 12. I mean, they, they have Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, I don't want him in the playoffs, right? He's shown that the last several years, but they still have someone who can get the job done to get them to the postseason. So there's two things. And I think the third thing that they have going for them is, Great defense. I mean, I do think potentially great defense. They have not come out and played great defense yet, but there's still a lot there. I mean, Devondre Campbell didn't forget how to play football. He's a great player, right? They've had, you know, Russell Douglas, um, you know, get, uh, I would say, exposed a little bit more this year than last, but he was a big-time player for them last year. You know, I still think he can be a little bit better this year. Um, you know, there's other guys up front. There's the guys in the middle. Um, you know, Jair Alexander, right? Like he's supposed to be one of the best cover corners in the NFL. Um, he's played in six games this year, one pick, you know, that kind of stuff, that, that kind of production, right? He's supposed to be on the Trayvon Diggs level and he just hasn't been, uh, you know, Devondre Campbell's a linebacker that the bills are going to have to, you know, know where he is at all times. Um, he has 61 tackles on the season so far. And an interception. <laughs> um, 36 of those tackles are solo, right? They need, you know, Amos and Walker and Rashawn Gary and, you know, Lowry and and, and these guys to really, really perform. Uh, Eric Stokes has yet to get his first pick. Um, so the Packers defense, there are still major players on that team. I mean, I, I think the Packers defense is going to turn it around this year at some point. But they have to do it soon because we're basically halfway through the year, right? I mean, I keep doing this to myself in the Pick'em League that I'm in, right? I keep picking Green Bay because I'm like, they've, this has got to be the week they turn it around, right? They can't lose again, and then they lose again, you know? And then I was right before kickoff on Sunday, I was like, you know what? I'm changing a ton of my picks. I'm going to pick the Giants over the Jags, Jets over the Broncos because no Russell, um, and just because the Broncos stink across the board. Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, what a, what a clown show there. You know, and, and, and then I was going to go and pick Carolina over Tampa. Who's, I had just a, a chance-taken kind of week, right? I'm behind by two, three games. I, I You know, if I can strike gold here a few times, ba-boom. Um, you know, you, you get a situation with Green Bay where they're playing against the Commanders, and I'm like, come on, man, the Commanders? Like Ty, Taylor Heineke, right? Like Wentz was out. I, I guess that probably boded a little bit better for, for Washington, but, you know, wasn't that the week that Green Bay would turn it around? I mean, they have to win at some point, right? And I keep Tampa, same thing. Like, I mean, come on. 
this is Rodgers and Brady here. And I know, that there, I know that there's a lot of other parts on a 53-man, but holy cow, these teams look terrible. And I'm just really, really intrigued by Green Bay and how long it's going to take them to turn this thing around. I mean, they have major, major chemistry issues between Rodgers and the receivers. Part of that is uh, that they're just not that good. The other part is Aaron Rodgers didn't commit to them in the offseason, and that's on him. Um, you know, and then you've got uh, disconnect with LeFleur and Rodgers. You've got the defense not playing uh, as well. Uh, you know, I, they're just they're a wreck across special teams have been bad. Um, you know, but the Bills can't take this team lightly. Uh, because at any time, Rodgers can strike. At any time, Green Bay can turn it around. And like I said, they still have a bunch of horses and, and, and big-time guys on that defense. Um, a defense that's going to have to deal with Josh Allen. Uh, a defense that's going to have to deal with arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, certainly most talented quarterback in the NFL. Uh, it's between him and Mahomes when you look at every category as far as I'm concerned. Josh Allen also has, in case you haven't paid attention, he has over 2,000 yards from scrimmage this year already. He has 17 touchdowns, throwing, two running. That's 19 total. He's thrown four picks. A couple of those weren't on him. He's taken nine sacks. Uh, a couple of those weren't on him. The O-line has actually, I think, played fairly well this year. Um, you know, Questenberry on that right side, I think, may have won that job there with the Spencer Brown injury from uh, a week and change ago. So uh, we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, but the Bills have a lot of things going for them right now, Right. They're arguably the best team in the NFL. Most people say they are. Uh, they are a team that is humming. They have arguably the best offense in the NFL. When you go around and look at best of the best position-wise, Josh Allen, you could argue, is the best quarterback in the league. You could argue Stephon Diggs is the best wide receiver in the league. You could argue Matt Milano is the best off-ball linebacker in the league. You could argue that Taron Johnson is the best slot you know, corner, cover corner in the league. Right? You could argue that Von Miller is the best defensive end in the league. You could argue that Tyler Bass is the best kicker in the league. So the Bills go into this game um, you know, here in, in Week 8, and, and they have a situation where the best of the best, the, you know, it resides in Western New York. You could argue that the best defensive coordinator in the league uh, in the NFL is Leslie Frazier, right? I mean, you really could. And I think Ken Dorsey is probably going to get a lot of job offers after this year. I really do. Uh, I think he's going to go a lot quicker than it took Brian Dable um, because people just love that aggressive nature. I think that him slamming the laptop and going nuts in the press box is only going to help him. Um, but this is a Packer defense that, as I mentioned, we're waiting to see if they can turn this thing around. They got to deal with Josh Allen. They got to deal with a Devin Singletary who's starting to run the ball really, really well. Um, they got to deal with Diggs. They got to deal with Davis. They got to deal with Dawson Knox. You know, they got to deal with, um, you know, I, I don't know if Isaiah McKenzie will play. Uh, that much uh, after, you know, his reckless game here recently. But, you know, certainly going to have to deal with, um, you know, a Khalil Shakir and shifty guys. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I just th – th this team right now is, is just an all-around football team, and they have the potential to dominate in so many pockets uh, of the game, you know. And I can't wait for this game Sunday night. Uh, I had an opportunity to go, but I'm not spending four to $500 on a ticket for the NFL. I just refuse to do that. Uh, don't have the money for that. Don't have don't don't have the patience for that. Uh, I'll watch the game for free. I'll have a better seat right in front of my television. Uh, I'll be able to do my social media thing. I'll be able to you know get on the internet in halftime. I'll be able to do whatever I want at my own place. Uh, the fridge is closer. The bathroom's closer. Um, I don't have to drive there and back. 
if I was working the game, it'd be different. I'd be totally into it, but I'm not spending four to five hundred dollars. And and I have a I have a bunch of very very good friends going to this game, um, so it will pain me to not be there. But I'm not spending you know between food, drink, ticket, gas. I'm not spending eight hundred dollars to go to an NFL football game. I'm just not. <laughs> you know, I'm not. And you know, I'm going to kind of waltz into the pro into the. Uh, you know, into the into the gift store. I'm gonna waltz along the streets, and I, and it's hard not to spend money. You know, you're gonna get a couple of drinks. You know, you're gonna get some you know food and all that. Even if you tailgate, you're probably gonna get some inside. I mean, it's just how it goes. You just keep spending money over and over. I just I, I cannot I just cannot justify spending four to five hundred dollars for an NFL game. Um, so this game should be really really uh, fun. I think. By the way, I should mention that Josh Allen has an 109.1 rating. Uh, this season, and uh, he's humming, you know. And McDermott's really good out of out of bye weeks. Um, I think Green Bay puts up a, a real fight because I think they know what's at stake. They know that their season is pretty darn close to on the line. I mean, if they lose this game and they're three and five, is there still time to rebound? Absolutely, yes. There's no doubt about it that there is time to get back in the saddle. Without question. Um, however, I, you know, you look at after Buffalo, you got at Detroit, you got to win that game, home for Dallas. If you can win those two games, you're back to 500. Then you got Tennessee at home and at Philly, tough games. At Chicago, got to be a win. Rams at home, got to win that game too. At Miami, Minnesota, Detroit, right? Those both have to be wins. At the nine, uh, and, then, and then that's it, excuse me. You know, that's it. I just listed, there's only 10 games left. And so if they lose this game, you know, at three and five, they've got to go on some kind of run here. I mean, they would have to beat Detroit, Dallas, at least split with Tennessee, Philadelphia. That puts you at six and six. Got to beat the Bears, got to beat the Rams, got to go at Miami and win three in a row, boom. Got to beat the Vikings and Lions at home. Got to go on a little five-game winner there, right? Winning streak, okay? So if you're six and six there, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 and six, then you're kind of, you're kind of back, right? 11 and six. I don't think 11 and 6 is I mean if, if well it's all going to depend on Minnesota too because if Minnesota continues to play fairly well um and they were off this past week as well um you know Minnesota's 5 and 1 right now you know 11 and 6 I think will get you into the playoffs if you're Green Bay I'm not sure it's going to win you the division this year I'm not sure you know it's going to depend on you know how many fourth quarters can Kirk Cousins be counted on usually I don't pick Minnesota to do anything because they don't have an elite quarterback and a guy who makes mistakes on the big stage. You know, their schedule is home for Arizona, at Washington, at the Bills, Dallas at home, New England at home, Jets at home, at Detroit, you know, home for the Colts. Now the Colts are going with, you know, their backup quarterback, you know. Um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, then they got the Giants at home, at Packers, at Bears. So I would almost venture to say that there's more winnable games there for the um, for the Vikings than there is Green Bay. I mean, I think New England is a tough game. I think Dallas is a tough game. I think the Jets will be a tough game. Uh, I think the Giants will be, but you know, a lot of those games are at home. Uh, at Green Bay is going to be a tough one. You know, that's that's one of the ones Green Bay needs to have as well. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they still have a chance to right the ship, but you have a lot better chance at four and four than three and five. And so I think Green Bay will play extremely hard in this game. I think it will be a close game through about two and a half, three quarters. 
And then I think the Bills get a couple of, you know, back-to-back big-time stops and then a couple of those big drives that they're prone to, you know, nine play, four-and-a-half to five-and-a-half minutes off the clock, uh, two touchdowns, and then I think they kind of pull away. Uh, I'm going to go Buffalo 34, Green Bay 23. 34-23, Bills get it done. Um, The third thing that I wanted to mention uh, on the program here uh, is just kind of going around uh, look, looking at, you know, teams and records and, you know, the, the big surprises. I mean, the Jets and Giants are 11-3 and three combined this year, which is just mind-boggling. I mean, the Jets have started 5-2. and two. Uh, They had the Zach Wilson injury and all the rest. Now Brees Hall's gone for the year. And then you have the New York football Giants who are 6-1. and one. I mean, this is, what, what planet are we living in? And there's a new culture, there's a new belief, there's a new um, uh, swagger, there's a new everything to both of these teams. But really, the Giants, with Brian Dable as head coach and Joe Shane, you know, I would say that the Giants are probably a little bit better than the Jets right now. And they're, but they're both doing it. It's weird. They're both. They have comparable records. They live, you know, they they, they live in the same backyard, right? And and but they're doing it the same exact way. You know, they really are. They're not doing it with the with with with, with the flamboyant plays. They're not doing it with an elite quarterback. They're doing it with tough, hard nosed head coaches, tough, hard nosed defenses. Great coaching. Great coaching. Look at Wink Martindale, the job he's done with that Giants defense. Look at Brian Dable. Folks, this is the same roster pretty much as last year, right? Look at Robert Sowell and the way he's turned it around a little bit here, right? I mean, people thought he lost his mind with a receipt comment at the beginning of the year. They're 5-2, and two, you know? The Jets just made a move, by the way, for James Robinson, right? There's a culture there. There's a feeling again. There's a belief. There's a swagger. And it has to remind you a little bit of the Bills, you know? Five, six years ago, when they brought in Sean McDermott, proceeded to bring in Brandon Bean, everything started to change. They traded a bunch of the, the dopes on the team from Darby to Watkins to everybody in between, right? Get rid of all those guys and let's start fresh and, and, and build something here with people who want to be here, build a culture. That seems to be the case with the Giants and Jets, although I'd lean a little bit more on the Giants side. And, uh, you know, the old friends from the Buffalo Bills, Joe Shane at GM and Brian Dable at head coach are getting it done. Pandemonium Podcast here on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Lindsley. Subscribe, review, rate, and download the show. Uh, We are seven days a week with Bill's content, man, 24-7, 365. Uh, Audio, video, you name it, builtinbuffalonews.com for all your articles and coverage as well. And you can hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, of course, get us on Twitter, at builtinbuffalo underscore. Let's see what the Bills do this Sunday night. It'll be a raucous crowd, no question about it, in Orchard Park for Sunday Night Football with Tariko Collinsworth and the gang, and I can't wait for it. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills 34-23 to in this game, a rested Buffalo Bills squad against Green Bay. Thanks again for listening, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games.